0: Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go, with podcasts and live streaming of Primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This program was first broadcast on RFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Headscarves and Good Yarns with me. Amal Abdullahi. This podcast is all about talking about race and diversity and everything in between. We also ask Kiwis to come onto the podcast and share their stories, all in the hopes of empowering a more empathetic New Zealand. And today, I am super, super, super excited to welcome the lovely Jess Thompson, aka Māori Mermaid. Woohoo! Oh my god, you're so cute. Welcome! <laughs> Thank you! I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> it
1: means a lot that you asked me to be on here.
0: Like, I'm so glad I came across you. Like, I think... I was just scrolling on Instagram and it was actually uh, Chloe Swarbrick's story because yes. she featured some of your work on there and I was like, whoa, who is this She's so mermaid? She's cool. so She yeah. is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I was like, who is this Moldy mermaid? And I just like stalked <laughs> your Instagram page and I was like, oh my God, I need to like
1: reach out to her because the work you do is amazing and your art is amazing. Oh God, thank you so much. That means a lot to me because like I have no idea what I'm doing really, but I'm just <laughs> throwing stuff out there and I've only just started to feel confident with with putting work out there and putting like the whole complicated mess that I am out there you know so it's it's nice it's nice to get recognition it's cool to yeah. meet people like you so sort of.
0: thank you <laughs> yeah thank you so much for coming I just want to um shout out because when you said you're putting yourself
1: out there you recently just had your first exhibition yes yeah, oh how my was God. that it was so good I was overwhelmed with the support that I got from my friends and family and um the Dunedin community it it was at Agency Inc, which is a tattoo parlor, but they have like a space which was available, and um, I got to put up my work, and I had the opening night, and it was jam packed with people. Woohoo! I couldn't move, and I was just so <laughs> flustered. I want—I thought I was going to be in the corner, sitting there alone, crying, drinking wine. But <laughs> apparently, people—people people like the stuff they like the work and that was crazy to me your so. work
0: is really really awesome so Awesome, you. sorry so you shouldn't be surprised at all um for those of you who haven't heard about the moldy mermaid and the work you do how would you describe yourself
1: in the work that you put out there um well a lot of my work most of my work is very representative of my search and um uh sort of uh, teaching myself my heritage and my papa, and um, figuring out my identity so mm-hmm. uh, the art that I make is very feminist it's very multi um, central it's uh it's, but it's constantly evolving. It's constantly being edited. I'm not polished. Uh, I don't have a is Aren't we
0: all not polished? It's right? just part of the human experience, I right? Can't, yeah,
1: and I can't be one thing as well. So my art is not minimalist. It's messy, like me. And um, I think it just represents a part of me that I think could be relatable to some people, could be relatable to some Māori who feel lost or who are just starting to figure themselves out and learn tikanga and learn today and um, it's kind of like a – my art is like a beginner's sort of like evidence of my – Journey in this, and mm-hmm. what comes out of it, and my passions that I feel through all of this turmoil and, you know, confusion with my identity. So, I guess I, sums it up. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, that, yeah, that's a really good way of summing up. Um, I love how you're using art as a way to figure out your identity and as a way to express yourself. Yes. Um, but before I delve more into that, I really want to ask you about the why the moldy mermaid because I googled it. And is there a story about? Um, a mermaid. I forgot her name. It starts with P. Panya. Yeah, Panya yeah, the
1: rave. Yeah, she was my favourite Maori um, uh, story, like legend. But um, I'd say it's like more of a philosophy, really, that you can learn from as well. And she's such an iconic figure in um, the in Maori culture. And um, so she basically, I think, gosh, I haven't read it in ages. I used to have the picture book when I was a kid, but I grew up with that story and being enchanted by and then this whole being ripped out of your home, um, ripped out of the ocean and then forced to, like, um, her husband, like, forces her to eat food, which means she can't return to her home. Um, And that sort of resonated with me with the idea of being a part of two different worlds that have combined, Pākehā and Māori, and to be a Māori mermaid. Like, uh, I have so many friends who are Māori mermaids and –
0: in a, way, phrase, and like, in a way like in a way
1: we're all mermaids because we're all no one's one thing no one is um, we're all very complicated human beings and um especially like it's just sort of a, a nicer way for me to um, look at myself and not think I'm displaced but see myself as a magical being who um, has potential and doesn't have to shy away from exploring both worlds and both parts of herself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that there's so much more to us than just one label. Mm-hmm. Like we can be
1: so many different things and still be us and yeah, and still be these beautiful magical beings who can create amazing things. Like no one is set in stone and so much of um growing up in this country, you encounter stereotypes and this intense like restriction upon yourself. You're not allowed to be um, outs- you're not allowed to go outside of the box and you, God forbid, you act in a way that isn't in accord with your stereotype or mm. your role that's been assigned to you and um, it just gives a bit of freedom that title gives me freedom and being a multi mermaid gives me more freedom and it makes me feel more confident, you know
0: Yeah, yeah. I get that I, I feel that like even though um, we have different backgrounds. I completely um, relate to the idea of, you know, being mm-hmm. a, a mermaid, yes. growing up with different cultures and exactly. kind of being
1: stuck in between places. But that's definitely not a bad thing at yeah. all. Yeah. And it's the way that society has um, grown and evolved. We are like, you know, I'm not living in my original home. I'm not living on my marae. I'm not living with my original fano. we We're all spread around because of. Um, colonialism and all of this stuff that's gone down and i need to see what's happening right now as challenging beautiful and an opportunity to explore educate and raise awareness of um people who feel lost but don't have to be lost like there's a whole conversation, yeah. you know, it's, so, it's a big one. Like I was talking to, oh, I have to tell you, last night I had my two um, really good friends over, Tianiwa and Kali, and uh Tianiwa's Māori, mm-hmm. Kali's from Tonga, and we were talking about this for like hours into the early morning, just ranting and raving about how like it's so complicated, but there's so much to discuss, and I think that's what I want my art to do. I want it to spark discussion like that. Sorry, I'm rambling. And no, it's okay, it's okay.
0: And and your poetry as well. There were some um, po- poems that everyone I was like, oh, I feel that deeply. It's a mood, yeah. yes. Yeah,
1: poetry <laughs> is a big way for me to untangle um, my confusion and to sort of navigate um, my future by looking into my past, my whakapapa, and um, – it's, it's. I've always written poetry, I've always wanted to be a writer It just makes so much sense And even though poetry doesn't make sense to a lot of people It's the only way I can make sense out of a insane world Is by writing something that's a bit insane like, Well
0: it's yeah. because it's your story And like whatever yeah. art medium you use, it's still your story yeah. And whether other people understand it or not, that's not on you It's just for you to put your story out there, and exactly. whoever clicks with it will click with it. Um, have you met any other mermaids mm-hmm. through your? Um, R? so many,
1: so many freaking mermaids. Oh my god, <laughs> they reach out to me, and I am weeping over my phone. And I feel so bad because I'm actually not a technology savvy person, mm. neither am I. Girl. I struggle to reply to my own mother, let alone like <laughs> people who I haven't met. And I'm just like, I'll see their messages, and I'll like get Terry, and I'll be like, I want to give you all the attention, girl. Like, mm. and I would like, be like, you know, viciously tapping on my phone, like, oh my God, I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's talk. Let's get a coffee. Let's freaking meet up and be friends. So many beautiful wahine out there who are either really like, um, uh, established in their identity or they're still just they've just started searching and exploring you know we're all so different and i've i've met so many like there's this really beautiful woman on um Instagram who I met, uh, her name's Fat Mama, and she's <laughs> amazing. And Hello Wahine, Panya of the Cave, Tahi Tibble. She's a poet. She is incredible. Oh, my God. There are there are too many to know. You're going to have to link me all of these. <laughs> I'm going Afterwards to. Yet. Honestly, I will tag like you in all of their accounts because they're incredible women. It's like, how did I not have you in my life, my whole childhood? If I had, I would be the most empowered person in the world like
0: what was it like growing up for
1: you were you in touch with your Maori side at all or i was when i was um like Growing up in primary school and, like, when I was, like, five and six and stuff, in primary school, I was really proud. I used to walk around with the T-shirt my mum got me uh, with my iwi on it. Like, oh, it was bless. so cute. I had we <laughs> on it um, and I would tell people about it and I'd always walk up to people and do my mihi or my pepeha. And then uh, when I hit high school, it just sort of went hush hush and it was embarrassing to be Māori it was seen as embarrassing it was seen as um the other or you know there's the stereotypes that they throw on you a lot of people would um think like a lot of young school people my schoolmates would um Go rant on about oh I don't like how Maori use the word pakeha because it's racist blah blah blah. Well, you guys always get free shit and it's like excuse my language. Oh no, no, all good, all Um Sorry, um, but and it just it just became such a thing to to say you're Maori because the minute you say you're Maori. And you're white too. Like, I'm white Mori. So, there is a whole other thing going on there. Yeah, I would like to um, oh, talk about that a bit later. But, girl, there yeah. is a, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. But, um, it was so I lost it in high school. I didn't want to identify as Mori because, um, people would just tell me I wasn't. They'd just be like, no, you're not. You're white. No, you're not. And, uh, Who are they to tell you that? But we were like... 12, 13, going into uh, really intense teen years. And all I wanted to do was make friends and – And fit in. Yeah, Yeah. and fit in. And basically I dedicated my time to living in the library and reading (laughs) a lot. And I was enchanted by European art and the idea of like Parisian art. And I still love it and I love art history, but I just completely pushed away – maori like uh, art culture um any knowledge that I could have access to, because y- you are it's drilled out of you, you know, and it's not something that you're supposed to be proud of at in that mm. time in your life, according to your peers, so yeah, yeah.
0: being a teenager is really rough to begin with, yeah. and then to have these. That racial element to think about as well It makes it even harder yeah. And it's something that I definitely noticed As I w- was growing up as well Like when I was younger I didn't really notice these, like, these things too much Towards um, mm. Māori people Because I was so engrossed in my own thing But as I yeah. started to grow up I was like people are really racist yeah, like what's going even on Even the, just the casual language oh Language gosh, we use yes. towards Māori people is terrible Like mm. I remember um, One of the jobs I had And my boss I because I used to, I used to tutor, mm. and my boss was was warning me about a particular student, and he just said, um, you know, she's a bit slow, you know. She, oh no, she. He just said, oh, you know, you might need to give her extra attention. She's um Maori, oh. like as Is if she that Mali. explained everything. And I was just like, like well, that's like one mean? of the many examples that I've come across, and I'm just like, I just gave him that look. I was like. Mm actually cannot believe that you said yeah. that. <laughs>
1: what even is Māori to you? Māori to, like, the society these days, it's ever-changing, but the stereotypes are so present. And um, it's it's just the, the expectations for Māori to look, speak, behave a certain way. Uh, it's, God, it's so medieval. And it's something that a lot of people are failing to shake off. And that's what I want to help people shake off as well, is mm-hmm. the, the stereotypes and the expectations because we're just trying to frickin' navigate our lives and we're trying to find peace and happiness with ourselves. And a big part of finding your happiness is through your heritage and through tsikanga, I think. I genuinely think that. So I, I'm really happy that I've um, learned and developed and was able to Grow out of that And mm-hmm. push out of that How did you grow
0: out of that What? Oh, when did you realise Like oh my gosh There's something That's been yeah. lacking In my life And
1: I, would, I need this relationship Yeah I mean All high school I was I i I'm, I'm Māori you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but you get told every time you say it they're like but what percentage are you though and like if you're not the right you are you really Māori you know you're white you're not Māori or you, did you grow up on the marae you're not Māori and um, I think I got to a point in after high school in my first year of university where I would tell people that I was Māori because I wanted to like talk about it I wanted to connect and I wanted to sort of have that identity because I was proud of it despite what people tell you and how they try and shake it out of you and I uh, I just a few people would be like they would just say no you're not what percentage are you and I tell them my percentage and I tell them my ewe and stuff and then they'd be like oh I guess I can see it like I guess I can see it in your mouth
0: maybe what? and
1: the, yeah right <laughs> it's like that oh. makes no sense to me and I would call my mother up most like once a month in my first year, crying, being like, "Am I Maori? What am I? What mm. am I, Mum? Because I don't know. I'm lost." And I went on exchange to Europe, and oh, I cool. became what part of Europe. Oh, France! Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, that too. makes sense. You to talk about Paris. Oh, I before. do love Paris. <laughs> I'm such a odd person but like <laughs> I, I loved it and like I traveled a lot but that you know you go a- away from your home that's only going to cause more confusion and I just had more of an identity crisis and I got home and I was like this is my chance to learn before I become old and completely regret not taking up the opportunities that I can because mm-hmm. it is actually really accessible and um, I just became sick of people talking to me like that talking to a lot of my friends like that and uh, yeah as soon as I got back I was like look I'm gonna start teaching myself I'm gonna start small I'm gonna start speaking some te incorporating it into my life I'm gonna speak proudly about my heritage instead Mm -hmm. of muttering it um and I'm gonna reach out to people and a big part of that was through art and through putting it out there and and not feeling ashamed or nervous uh, just because it wasn't like, you know, a specific style that fed the European appetite or fed that sort of desire people have for you to fit in your box. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm ranting again. No, no, you're
0: right. Um, Did you... So it sounds like you taught yourself (laughs) through formal ways, but... Yeah. Did you... Managed to keep in touch with your family about how to learn more about your Maori oh, yeah. heritage
1: My mum is like she's super educated on it. She's explored it herself because our biggest all our family is spread around so I actually bought my Papa like the big old oh, booklet whoa. here just in case because there is so much I'm still learning my Papa, mm-hmm. and we're originally from like up north in Taranaki and we had to move down because of like the war and um my granddad's mum brought them, brought them down to the south, and mm-hmm. and the south is definitely more racist than the north. And um, he had to, he got his Thadeo beaten out of him, and then my mum reclaimed it in a way um by teaching herself and um Oh wow that's really amazing. Yeah, she's not fluent but she's got such a strong understanding and mm-hmm. I think she's just she's just doing her, you know. Yeah. She's just she's very proud of it and she has given me a really strong sense mm-hmm. of my heritage. But it's definitely like now's my time to explore as much as I can. So learning as much as I can by myself as well as reaching out to because um, our family's all spread around. Mm-hmm. I can't really talk to a lot of um, elders because, well, I don't really know them. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of them are dead anyway. But mum is my the biggest guide and um, the people in my life who I've made my whānau now. Mm-hmm. It's wow. a big thing. You know, you meet these people and they become your whānau even though you're not related by blood. Although me and my partner are Napu'is, so like as soon as we met, we were like, let's make sure we're not related. Awesome, oh, we not related. Oh, yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. You gotta watch out, girl. Yeah. When you're Māori <laughs> and you get with a multi person, oh, God. But it was okay. And he's my whānau now, though. And we're in that same sort of boat. And that just, you need that. You need a good, solid support system when you're figuring this out. And I hope I can offer that to anyone who, like, feels that way, too. And that's what I think that I want my art, my poetry, anything I put out there to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: For <laughs> someone who isn't Māori, what would you suggest for them to learn more about the Māori culture and <sighs> traditions? Because I think even yeah. if you're not Māori, if you're living in New Zealand... You- You've got to you know You ought to stuff. know, yeah. yeah.
1: And it's only going to enrich your life. I swear to gosh. Like, I understand it's difficult because, like, I've got a lot of – like, my partner, he was real involved in the Maori community down here when he was in high school, and then when he started sort of – Doing is like he got accepted into the youth choir, so he sort of pulled away, and a lot of the community actually was like, "What are you doing for the Maori community? You're not involved anymore, so you're not one of us." And it became a very dividing thing, and so there are um, there's a lot of division, and that can prevent Pakeha uh, like Maori, but also Pakeha, um, from exploring or feeling comfortable exploring. But it is so important that we just start. With these small things, like walking into a cafe and being able to say kia get the beer here, You know, get the here kai You know, I'm hungry or something. And little things, and that will begin to blossom. Tikanga, I would highly recommend just taking a tikanga course. They have them for free in south dunedin i'm taking that right now and all oh, that is awesome it's i should so definitely cool. check that out i <laughs> feel like because I, I went to the marae recently mm.
0: and it was, it was such a beautiful experience we had the free, we got yes. welcomed onto the marae and then like generally by the end of the day i felt like i was truly yeah, welcomed at and, and at yeah. home and it was so comfortable and yes. i think ever since that trip i've really
1: realize I need to step up and I need to do better. Because the values are so related. But, like, if we all incorporated these practices, tikanga, we have tikanga in our lives. We, like karakia, a lot of people use karakia in prayer every day in little situations. Waiata, kai, like the breaking of food together and being in a sacred space, exchanging ideas, um, korero, everything uh, all the values, all the practices are there, and I realise we just need to learn a little more about how um, I think Māori culture elaborates on these little things we do more. And um, I genuinely believe that the philosophies are beneficial to everyone. Like, we, like, multi priorities before colonialism... We were doing darn good, you know, like yeah. we're humans. So yeah, we're gonna fight and people like to draw it down to you were either the noble savage or you were the um the children of the earth. So there's no balance. But like it was just like communities. Fuck a papa. Um like everyone was linked to everyone, everyone looked after everyone, and then earth was the priority. Earth and women were the priority. That's like, so relevant now
0: with climate change right? and feminism. Yes. Mm.
1: And just looking after each other. And it was, there was no patriarchy. The reason women were like protected or they walked in behind the men was because they were like the earth had to be protected. They were sacred. They were the portals of life. And that's not a you are less than move. It was always a where you give birth, this is, so we're going to protect you. And the way that men gave birth was often through carving, through their art forms. And there was this balance between uh, gender and between, um, like, of course, there are, people are only humans, So, like, there was all sorts of, you know, conflict going on too, but the morals were there, the priorities were there. So I think... Yeah, I think if we can incorporate those, bring bring it back to that those grounding sort of ideals or whatever, uh, we will improve. It'll enhance our lives. I'm rambling. I'm no, no, so- no, you're all
0: good, you're <laughs> all good.
1: Oh, yeah, the there's just I, a lot to discuss, <laughs> There's a lot know? to unpack, yeah. yeah. The more
0: I have these discussions with different kinds of people, I always realise it always comes back to very similar things at the end of the day. And it's so intriguing that we all think we're so different to each other and we really don't understand a lot of bit
1: about each other. But mm. at the end of the day, we all kind of prioritise yeah. very similar things. Seriously, and we have to, to stay alive and to thrive and... um I just genuinely believe it's only going to make this country and the people's lives better if we acknowledge and learn um, language and tikanga and um, acknowledge land rights and what's going on today and racism today in this country. We need to talk about that, discuss it, tackle it, call people out and be as welcoming and as open as possible so, yeah, hopefully we can start moving in the right direction. Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. I hope so, too. It's a big old mood, <laughs> And I think that we can because we've got young ones like us who are talking. And just talking, that's the beginning, you know? Language is a huge part of it and opening up to people. Huge I part
0: think that's how things start, right? It's a butterfly mm-hmm. effect. Um, exactly. We are running out of time for today. I'm so sorry, I rambled (laughs) too much. No, you're (laughs) all good. For those of, I will leave your um, Instagram links and stuff Ooh. on the facebook page so people can check you out and i think you definitely should yeah. check out Morty mermaid because it just does some awesome work <laughs> um and i just want to thank you once again so much for coming onto the podcast it really means a lot to me and you really um contributed some very valuable korero mm. um to this whole um and good yarn so thank you so much thank and you. thank you so much for tuning into another episode guys catch you next time <laughs> see you later Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of Primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This program was first broadcast on RFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.